what is happening what is happening my friends welcome welcome to another great episode of the errington gavin podcast this is the show where we discuss uh trending stories and thought provoking thought provoking discussions uh in the fields of politics sports pop culture and really all the above because the best thing about this show is it all it is is it's a great conversation it's a conversation where i get to uh uh sit back and uh you know, just share, you know, my opinions, thoughts, and, you know, because there's a lot of interesting things going on in our society. So this is a, a awesome experience where we just kick back and have uh, just a, a great conversation. But here and there, I also uh, have the opportunity to bring on individuals uh, that are doing great things in their community, their, you know, their line of work, and just people I really know that Hey, I'm going to have a great conversation with this individual. And on today's show, which I'm so excited, I have my dear friend, Mr. Les Smith. He is uh, currently a candidate for Chesapeake City Council. Uh, Chesapeake, Virginia is my hometown, my home city. And uh, there is some, uh, you know, not no city is perfect, but we need people like uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Smith in order to help uh, uh, improve uh, issues that we have going on in our local cities. And, you know, I talk about all the time on this show, we hear a lot in the public eye about the federal government, right? We hear a lot about the presidential elections and that's the, like, that's the only thing we should pay attention. But really guys, the most important thing is to focus on your local government, what's happening in your backyard, what's happening in your communities. Uh, I, I fight 24 seven, uh, you know, with my, uh, my close friends and just, you know, young people to, Hey, you know, have an understanding, get involved, know who serves on your school board, know who serves on all your local committees, know who serves on your city councils. And it's, and it's extremely important. So I'm very excited to have uh, Mr. Smith on. But before I bring him on, look, guys, you know, I love my dad jokes, right? I'm I, now I'm a dog dad. I, I have a dog. I, my wife and I, we don't have kids yet. But, you know, I'm a dog dad. And I love, love, love a good dad joke. So I want to start, you know, starting to show off with a, you know, with a little humor, right? Show, show my corny side. So this joke on today's show. Okay, let me, let me look. Okay, here it is. Why don't ants get sick? You wonder? You want to know why? They have all the right antibodies. Uh, uh, that was a good one, right? That was a good one. All right, all right. Y'all probably like Aaron to you. It wasn't that funny. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, but um, but also too, guys, you know, the Antigam podcast brought to you by uh Rugged Evolution Beer Care. Rugged is a new smooth, uh, bringing to you new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, 10 a.m. via podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether that's iHeart, Spotify, Apple, Odyssey, any any podcast platform. Hey, you can tune into the Aaron Gavin podcast. Uh, new episodes drop again every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 a.m. Uh, and then if you want to watch the video version of this program, you can do so uh, those same days at 5 p.m. on our YouTube channel, R Smooth Club Media. That's the letter R and then Smooth Club Media. Um, also, for you Rumble subscribers out there, you can tune into the Arrington Gavin podcast on Rumble, um, on X, formerly known as Twitter, and also Facebook at our Smooth Club Podcast. We continue to grow the platform. This is episode 74, y'all. Episode 74. And uh yeah, we're gonna have a good a good convo. So again, without further ado, let me go ahead and uh bring on my guest. So before I bring him on, I want to give you a little bit about this gentleman. Uh Mr. Les Smith, I've already mentioned he is a candidate for Chesapeake City Council, but uh he has served the community of Chesapeake 
for a long, long time. First as a deputy sheriff for 28 years. He's currently retired. Um, he's a retired deputy sheriff, uh, uh, a deputy sheriff from the city of Chesapeake, uh, currently a business owner in the uh, financial industry. Um, he is the founder of Ground Zero, which is a, a development program. It is a nonprofit male mentoring program uh, that he started to support young males in the city of Chesapeake, in the Chesapeake community. And um, he's also a former uh, chairman for the uh, for the Chesapeake Democratic Committee. So, again, very involved with the community, very, very involved. And it's trust me, he has loads on his resume, but you're going to have to go to his website to check that out because look it was it was too much i wanted to have all the time to discuss to talk with mr less so without further ado let me go ahead and bring on my dear friend mr les smith mr smith how you doing sir doing just great can you hear me can you hear me okay yes sir yes sir yep great great it's a pleasure to be so, with you today. Thank you for having me. Excited to have you on. Excited to have you on. Um, let's get into it. So you are running for Chesapeake City Council. Uh, let's first by ask, you know, what is your reasons for running for uh, for local office? The, the reason why I'm running, Arrington, uh, this is not my first time running i want to mention that first but the reason why i'm running is because the people are not getting questions answered the people are not getting what they're asking for and people are being ignored as far as what they're asking for and i want to be that person that's going to listen and going to be the eyes ears and tongue at the table of city council getting the things done that the city needs done based on listening to the people and making sure it actually takes place. That's not happening like it should be. And we're falling behind as far as how things are done in the city. We built, uh, I guess you could say, we had the cart before the horse. And when I say that, I'm just saying the growth has gotten to the point to where we built quicker than we can provide the infrastructure. So I'm trying to right some of those wrongs. Okay. 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 Well said. Well said. Well, um, I couldn't agree more of, of the things that you're saying. Again, I'm, I myself am a lifelong resident of the city of Chesapeake. And um, as a, you know, well, I've spoken with you, you know, kind of like my issues with the city. And the first thing is like, okay, we lack entertainment in the area. Now, I know Chesapeake has always been seen as the, you know, you know, the family oriented city. Uh, we don't do uh, a lot of the, you know, party. And I'm not talking about really like, you know, night, in, nighttime, you know, partying, but just something for, you know, for the adults to enjoy. Um, when I was younger, growing up in Chesapeake, it was like, OK, every time I was going to hang out with friends, I'll meet you at Linhaven Mall or I'll meet you in Norfolk. It was never like, oh, meet me here in Chesapeake. It's like, nah, we really never had anything in Chesapeake. So uh, I know the 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 uh, lack of um uh, activities for people is uh is struggling around here. We we recently just uh, closed down uh the Regal Cinema, which was uh in the uh, Greenbrier area for I think since '95 or '96. Um, we we have nothing. The malls are slowly but surely you know uh, closing down. Um, we do have somewhat of a you know a, a resurface with 
the 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 growth of Summit Point, which is which is nice. Don't get me wrong, that's that's nice, but we could we could definitely use a little more. Um, but I, I love what you said too on being a voice for the people because there's so much stuff happening in the city of Chesapeake that not a lot of people are aware of, and there's not there's no uh, uh, I don't know there's no signs in the community or no or no notes that notes coming in our mail like people are unaware of what happens we just know oh that's opening up oh this is happening we we are unaware of the you know we're unaware of what uh, new uh projects are coming to the city of chesapeake but we do know that taxes do <laughs> increase and you know certain certain prices are starting to increase and we lose you know services right uh and, and i get what you're saying Arrington. Uh, we have a lot of faults. It needs to be worked mm -hmm. on. I, I, I do believe in tuning your own horn to a certain extent. So when there's something happening, something new in Chesapeake, we do need to make the public more aware of it. We're leaving it up to the entrepreneur or the owners to do all the advertising. But we should do some too as a city. Because Mm -hmm. to do is bring in more tax revenue for us so we need to promote those businesses in the area and we don't have enough either there, the entertainment so mm -hmm. have a niche in chesapeake oh. just like some of the other cities have Virginia Beach has the beach, the scope. Mm -hmm. Portsmouth now has a casino. Uh, Hampton has a, a, a arena of some type to where they can have activities. We have nothing in Chesapeake. So all our tax revenue dollars, our recreational dollars are not going to other cities. And we will no longer be listed as the most boring city in the state of Virginia. <laughs> I want to change that. And that and, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing because we we do happen. I think I was looking up recently. Um, Chesapeake is number second, ranks number second as far as a uh, population wise, the largest city in the state of Virginia. And uh, and yes, I do believe I do believe we sometimes can be you know considered the the most boring city. But hey, I'm still I'm still here. I love the city of Chesapeake. Uh, but I know we again we can do better. Um, I want to get more into involved what's happening in city council. Um, we have in my opinion a very unbalanced city council the 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 we, we you let you always will you always want to have a good balance even though i know candidates run as independents but uh you know we 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 know cer certain uh, council members which side you know they lean more towards when it comes to uh political affiliations um we we have a very unbalanced council uh i believe out of include out of the school board as well as count as well as city council you have one democrat now uh and, and again this this show is very you know in the middle i've always spoken you know on this show about hey i've always been a uh independent i you know i vote on person not party i'm friends with everybody but i do think that with with not having a perfect balance in council you 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 really don't that's not the way council should work especially when it comes to uh, uh, the city of Chesapeake, and also a lot of the members that serve in office, they might only cover uh, uh, just a, one specific side of Chesapeake. They can't be the voice for 
you know, uh, 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 say um, South Norfolk or Chesapeake Square or, you know, there's there's there, there's literally like a, a bundle of candidates that are from the one side. So is 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 something as far as um what's the word I'm looking for, like the ward system or like the district system? I know the city of Virginia Beach has uh, the district system. Um, What uh, port? No, not Portsmouth. I'm sorry. Um, Norfolk has it as well. Uh, I believe those are. You said Norfolk. Norfolk, Norfolk does as well as Virginia Beach. Has that been something you know Norfolk you would want to see yeah. in the city of Chesapeake? Would that be something you want to see in the Chesapeake? It, it is, Arrington. It is, and there are grassroots organizations right now working on trying to make that ha happen. It mm -hmm. has been presented to council before. But they say there was nothing they could do about it. Uh, it has to be done by state legislature. Uh, mm. A bill went before state legislation. I think it may not have passed through. Uh, so if the city doesn't want to make the change or don't want to propose the change being made, uh, it's going to have to be forced. Because like you said, the city right now is top heavy, where mm -hmm. most of the council people come from one part of the city. So as a result of that, those are that's the area that's going to get the most support when it comes mm -hmm. down to the roads, the schools, and all the different public uh, amenities of the city. It's going to be mm -hmm. targeted to that area. They're receiving the votes. They're in office. Things going to go their way. So like you said earlier, like Deep Creek, South North, Western Branch, mm -hmm. Indian River going to lie to a certain extent because they don't have personal So I'm in support of the wards. Mm -hmm. uh, when that happens, you have a representative and it causes negotiate mm -hmm. as opposed to it being a monopoly like it is right now. Okay. Okay. So I want uh, to see and, that happen. Okay. And, and, and I brought that up because during... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, and I brought that up because the last election season, there was a story that um, I, I read and it was like the first time I feel like ever Chesapeake was in, you know, kind of in the local news in regards to uh, something political, politically or political. Um, we had uh, two major uh, voting locations, predominantly in, in, in majority black areas that were uh, being removed from early voting. And a lot of people didn't seem that that was fair because their reason for doing so was the fact it was lack of I um, it was lack of I believe um, response basically vote it was it was lack of uh, exposure like it wasn't a lot of people coming to vote early there and um, so they said hey look we're just gonna close shop and um, we're not gonna do so there now those neighborhoods they had a lot of older uh voters that you know it was essential for them to just hey we could walk there cast my vote or it wasn't a far commute for them to cast their vote so it made them a, a little more difficult at that time do you think that was what do you did you agree with the reason why they did that they did that as far as remove the um those locations those early voting locations did you you know was that something that eh? no i i didn't agree with it I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing just like everyone else is hearing what they said was the reason for it. Mm -hmm. But you're disenfranchising, disenfranchising a community. 
community, the African-American community uh, for the most part. So both that South Norfolk area part of off of Border Road, Campus Dollar Square area, mm -hmm. along with Camelot, you disenfranchise a predominantly African-American, a predominantly Democratic uh, voting mass of people when you did that. And the reason in being that a lot of them didn't come out to vote, that's kind of like the, uh, besides the point, they still should have had that opportunity to make it available to them as far as close proximity. The other reason they said uh, it took place was because no one came to them making that request prior to uh, the registrar going to council to say, this is the layout that I have. <laughs> the year, the election before that, we were made aware soon enough to where we can go in and share with them our thoughts. And when I say we, I was a part of the Democratic committee that had representation that would go there and listen in when the election board decides where areas they're going to actually cover. And when we listen in at that particular time, the year before the last election, we, we said that Camelot needs to be a voting precinct because Major Hillard Library in Deep Creek was closed down. So they weren't going to have a voting place nowhere in the Deep Creek area. So that those folks will have to go to either Western Branch, drive down Cedar Road, or all the way down to Indian River to vote for early voting. And that was unfair. But if we weren't present to make that suggestion to go to Camelot, they would have to go elsewhere to vote. And that would have been wrong. And they thought about it, and they know it would have been wrong. So they did it. So when though when they're making those decisions, they need to make both parties aware of them making the decisions so it can be present to represent our respective communities. And that did not take place in 2022, unfortunately, or wow. 2023. 2023. Wow. Yes. Wow. And 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 it really is unfortunate because I know for myself when I'm always, you know, encouraging friends and family and just at least, you know, young people, the importance of voting and, uh, you know, for, for examples like this, because I feel like a lot of people will always say, hey, I'm not going to even attempt. I'm not going to think about it because, hey, it's a it's a bunch of unmade promises. And they think I mean, they think that on a local level, on a state level and a federal level. Um, I know for myself, the older I get, I'm more aware. Like, I mean, I've. I know exactly where my registers, my local registrar's um, office is. I wasn't aware of that, you know, beforehand, but I made I made sure I began to get familiar with it, uh, get familiar on uh, my local city uh, websites. So as far as when dates, when certain um, um, early voting, when it starts, what's the time? I mean, it's little things like that. Um, I want to ask you, uh, Mr. Les, how important really is the black vote, and also, you know, how important it is for young people to get more involved in you know in an understanding about you know their local governments uh oh y'all think we are having some i can't hear you Arrington. okay hold on no worries we are having some technical difficulties with our uh, with our guests. 
Um, but what we can do, so he's gonna we're gonna get them all checked out with that. Um let me go ahead and do 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 do. Hold on, folks. Hold on. This is this is why we, we we have these things. It's all good. It's all good. But um, I think Mr. Less was um. One second. I think uh, what Mr. Les was saying was extremely, extremely important. We're going to get him on uh, shortly, guys. But um, as you can hear the drive, you can hear the passion of what Mr. Les is uh, speaking on. Again, uh, a lifelong resident, a lifelong servant for the community. is is, And he had mentioned before, this is not his first time uh, running for uh, for office. This is uh, This is, I believe, his third and he can correct me if I'm wrong I know he said he's 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 been running since uh 2016 if I'm not mistaken he can correct correct me once he uh, gets back on but uh that just shows to me not because a lot of people say okay why why continue it why continue uh going let me make sure if he receives my hold on real quick guys And um, and so he what what he is what he is doing is what we need to continue to see with a lot of candidates is that we're not going to give up on you and the mo the motive of being a voice for the people because a lot of people a lot of people tend to I don't know you you they mean well but and then it's like they get a little comfortable and then there's some people that just truly want to pursue it for the power we rarely we rarely see now uh people that serve our communities that are leaders in you know that are state leaders that are federal leaders doing a good deed you know and so we just want to make sure that we want to we want to be heard we want to be heard we might not you know we you can't keep on you can't keep on telling us the 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 titles and the headers of it yeah you see the little the flowers <laughs> you can't you can't continue to um to show the the give us the headers and things of that nature you have to give us details when it comes to what these policies that we're working on right you have to give us details and you have to you have to um you have to what it what there was a there was a, a a quote that I'm trying to remember from one of my favorite radio personnels, Joe Madison, Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, and he had said that you know put it where the goats can hear it or something. Put put it where the goats can get it. Oh here here is hold on we're gonna bring him back on. Hold on folks, hold on folks. All righty, Mister Les, how, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Awesome, awesome. So uh the last question that we had left off when you were here um was 
how important is the black vote, right? Because we we do have in our community, um, I feel as though sometimes a lack of effort when it comes to voting, and also really is is it comes to what sometimes we we don't have a you know we don't have a knowledge of okay what exactly my voting for what am i who am i voting who am i voting for what am i voting for and uh you know just the kind of like the basics so i I want to ask first you know how important really is the black vote okay so so first i want to say the black vote is important uh i feel as though no candidate can win in chesapeake without the black vote um but we are still yet a minority. So mm-hmm. all we can do is compliment uh, a candidate that's running. But say for instance, me running, as opposed to possibly a white candidate or a candidate that lives in a certain part of the city, if their numbers come out in high number and areas that I would hope to get my votes from come out in low number, I'm going to lose. So I have to offset the areas of my competitor, whether he's white, come out in great. His numbers come out great. And then my, my numbers don't come out as high as they possibly can, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So and a lot of times when people of color stay home, we've given our vote to the other side. We have to realize that we got skin in the game, too. We need to come out and vote, whether we win or lose. But we participated, which is most important. And then educate yourself on why you're voting for people. It doesn't have to be about color. It doesn't have to be about party affiliation. But if you know somebody is truly visible as much as possible in your community, somebody that's listening to what you would like to see done in your neighborhood and in your city. These are the people you need to consider, not the people that don't go outside of city council, but all they do is make the decisions, but people that will mix in and mingle with you and have everyday conversation because they're hearing and listening to what you're saying and they're going to make a difference. And that's what I'm trying to do is make a difference. I can't be everywhere. I'm only one person. But if someone reaches out to me or if I'm in your vicinity, I will listen and I will do my best to get done what you asked of me. But Mm. just like those that are on council now can get some things done, I can do the same thing if I'm in that position. But I'm at a disadvantage when I'm not in that position. You ask me to do the things that someone that is in that position. So that's unfair. But what I'm saying is give me the opportunity to be in that position to when you ask me something, I can get it done. And I'm a native of Chesapeake. I lived here all my life. So I have skin in the game and I've seen what happened over the years. It doesn't change unless we make the change. As I was sharing the other day with some folks, I don't steal. But in this game, you have to take because it's not going to be good actually vote. That's your take. That's how we that's how we get what we want and things in our community. And that's why I'm trying to come with all these different programs that's going to make a difference for education, employment, 
uh, more communication and empowering our communities to where we have businesses in our area we don't have food deserts we have financial institutions in our area and our pharmacies in our area so we have what we need in close proximity so we're not lacking and right now some people have to drive a distance where some things should be in walking distance or a good five minute drive that's not happening because certain people don't care as much about that community community because you're not voting for them that's the difference and so man. get out and vote for who you think is going to do right by you and you'll still start seeing some changes i couldn't i couldn't piece. i couldn't agree more mr less because when you when you say that and i start thinking of um okay so off of campostello road near uh and for those who are you know are familiar with chesapeake virginia off campostello road you have bethany baptist church you also have the cuffey center and if you think about it it's not a it's not a grocery store really nearby if i'm if i'm not mistaken this that's that's a that's a side where there's not a really close proximity i think you have a gas station but it's quite a commute uh for people to um access and as far as for you know groceries and and things like that and i mean and that's just one specific area i can think of at the top of my head but there are areas in the city of chesapeake that i mean it's it's unfortunate they look they look like ghost towns and i'm like wait a minute why is this like you know maybe a few minutes away from another you know from another area why is it this not being sp uh, spoken about uh in our area and and once again you know we we go back to you know uh, uh as far as a good idea to ha uh, possibly have a a ward system because there are members that show favoritism of the area that they're from and that's what they you know that's what they're people vote you know voted for and then you look at when they had removed access for early voting for those folks i mean it's it's almost like they're just saying hey look as long as you know nobody says anything we're just going to keep on doing what we're doing here and keep it moving and i mean i'm and I'm, I'm actually on our uh city site right now just um uh because there there will be i believe uh three oh, excuse me four seats that will be up for grabs including um the, the the mayor of the city uh but one of the members i'm looking at right now she has been pretty much <laughs> on council since 98 and uh and which is a hey it's I think that's a, a, a question or that's something that is spoken a lot for young people, for young voters. They're like, OK, we, we need some fresh new faces in office. Right. It's not really an age thing, but we need some fresh new faces. We've been seeing time and time again, same people within office. OK, give, you know, give a chance for the next, you know, next uh, uh, up and coming individual. Uh, Mr. Les, what, what would how how would you be um, pushing or pushing towards getting the the young voters uh very you know passionate very you know involved how do you, how do you attract the voters from young people because uh we're we're in a time i think where you have some groups of young individuals that is passionate about voting you you have some that again they're like well i'm really kind of sick of the politics thing i'm just going to do my own thing how do you uh uh get them more involved and say hey look it's it's time to, you know, you, you know, it's, you have to uh, uh, do something about what's going on in your community. How do you get them involved? How do you get them, you know, geared up for that? That's the million dollar question, Arrington, uh, from that standpoint, as far as dealing with young folks. Uh, mm -hmm. You need to get them involved. Uh, 
Um, that's easier said than done. I mean, I belong to a fraternity. That's going to get some in, uh, trying to college level. Uh, there are guidelines to where you can't reach out to a lot of high school people, but social mm -hmm. media is one of the main ways. Some kind of, sometimes you try through churches. There's limitations that way as well. But all you can do is just constantly pound them with information from a standpoint of social media, and they see something. So you got to go to where they are. Uh, them. But it's very difficult. But once you latch on to a few young people, you got to get those young people to influence other young people. And, and that's kind of where it is with that piece. But the, the normal voters, which are the parents and the grandparents, you got to convince them to say, hey, when you was growing up, your parents made sure that you voted. Now you need to return the favor with your grandchildren children and your children to get them out to the polls as well because during civil rights times it was real hard for us to even vote and when our ancestors went through what they went through so we can vote people baby boomers and or the generation x to a certain mm -hmm. extent they understand it but the millennials going down they could take it or leave it so we have to pass on tradition of getting out to vote because that's how we get things done in our communities. Otherwise, we're going to be dealing with all kinds of problems. And we don't want that. And the only way to alleviate that is convince people, educate people how important it is to vote. And when you don't vote, you voted in absentia. You, you voted by default to give the vote to the opposing party when you don't that's uh, with your vote. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Mr. Les, before before I let you go, and I, um, uh, well, I, I could, yeah, well, I was going to on, but I know time is up. And <laughs> I said I know time is up, but uh, I, and I could go on and on. I'm sorry about the mishap, but it is what it is from that standpoint. But I do want folks to know my website, so. They can look me up, lessmithforoffice.com, lessmithforoffice.com. And I'm using the slogan right now, yes to less for city council. Council. You hear that, folks? Yes to less. And Mr. Less, I was I was gonna ask too, um, what will be your first priority once in office? What is the one thing, or maybe you know, top two things that you are truly that you are really, really passionate about? Once you, you know, you, you, you're uh, uh, in office, uh, Councilman Smith, what will be your first priority? Okay. First, first is affordable housing. Right now in the city of Chesapeake, when we build and everything is 300,000 plus. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we got to have some housing in place, whether it's apartments or homes. Homes can even be condos, but something that people can afford to live in, middle income, low income, disabled, homeless people, we got to get them off the streets. We got to get them out of some hotels and actually into homes where they can afford to live in Chesapeake as opposed to living in an opposing city and, and working in Chesapeake. They need to be able to afford to live here. So that's number one. Number two is when I was telling you about those programs, I'm going to put those programs in place. 
because you got a lot of nonprofit organizations out here that are doing the work that the city of Chesapeake needs to be doing. And if they're not doing it, they need to be supporting them financially because they need that assistance. And we don't have the manpower as far as the city is concerned to get the work done, but we have the money to get it done. So pay these people that have these nonprofit organizations that, that's going to assist us with the mentoring, that's going to assist us with our young people, that's going to assist us with our education and our tutoring, that's going to get things done as far as keeping people off the streets and making sure that they're fed. That money needs to be made available. And while we're sitting on it, it doesn't make sense. So I will be the eyes and ears to see where the money goes. And you as citizens need to know what your tax dollars are being spent on. And that's where that line of communication comes in that I will be voting. I will be sharing because you need to be in the know as to why your money is spent and where it goes. Look, you, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. Mr. Les, don't go anywhere. Uh, uh, we're we're going to chop it up a little bit after this program. But um, again, y'all go to lessmithforoffice.com. Am I correct? Awesome. Go, yes. go to go to lessmithforoffice.com right now. If you are, especially if you are a resident of Chesapeake, please, we because we are still at the at-large system. So, hey, regardless of which area you are in in the city of Chesapeake, hey, check out Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Les's uh, website, lessmithforoffice.com. See what he's uh, going for, man. Hey, uh, uh, check, please, please, please. This is it's time for some change in our uh, local uh, local council. And um, and then for those who are not from the area and just say, hey, look, I enjoyed this conversation. I'm a huge fan of Mr. Smith and what he's going for. Please donate, donate, donate. Again, the website is lessmithforoffice.com, lessmithforoffice.com. This won't be the last time he will be on uh, this program, y'all. Um, but I just wanted to, again, bring awareness uh, uh, for especially for the, those who are from Chesapeake and in the Hampton Roads area of what we have happening in our city and uh, again, Mr. Les Smith, don't go anywhere, sir. We're going to chop it up a little later after the show. Uh, but I hope you all enjoyed this great conversation I had with uh, Mr. Les Smith, again, candidate for Chesapeake City Council, uh, a lifelong resident of the city of Chesapeake, but also a lifelong servant for the community of Chesapeake. And I, I'm telling you, this, this is the guy that you want to see in office here in the city of Chesapeake. Um, I know I do. I, he, he has my vote. I, he has my vote already. Uh, so, uh, um, I just, you know, what he said was spot on as far as being a voice for the people within office. Cause we, we need that. We really do. We need that. Cause not everybody's aware of what's happening in their communities. Um, I know for me, I remember when we, uh, really quick before I end the show, I remember when we lost our, uh, uh, recycling bins, everybody had all these recycling bins just sitting around, just sitting around there like, Hey, when is your recycling bin going to get picked up? I don't know. No one knew. No one knew, but you know what I did know? That our, our taxes kept on getting up. Our our taxes kept on creeping. So we lost a, a luxury, really, with uh, recycling bins, yet we still, you know, it continued to increase. So, uh, hey, that's just my two cents. But, um, again, I hope you all enjoyed another great uh, episode here on the Aaron T. Gavin Podcast. This was episode 74, y'all, 74. Uh, be sure to tune in to new episodes of this podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Again, 10 a.m. You see it down on the screen scrolling. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time via podcast, whether that's iHeart, Spotify, Apple, uh, Odyssey, 
all wherever you listen to your podcast, you can tune into the show at 10 a.m. Um, and then if you want to watch a video version of this podcast, you can you can by uh, subscribing to us on um, our Smooth Club Media, our YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, please, please, please share with uh, everybody. Rumble as well at at the Errington Avenue Podcast. Where else? Uh, our Smooth Club Podcast on Facebook, and then our Smooth Club Media on X. Whew, I know that's a lot of stuff. But until next time, my friends, I will see you guys later. Oh, and don't forget to tune into my weekly radio show in your city, hosted by your guy, along with my good friends, comedian Ciroc Fox, Hustle Queen, Miss Michelle Young. And of course, we got to shout out our amazing producers, Cam Godley, and then also our cameraman, Mr. Alvin Hunter. That show in your city tune airs every Sundays at 12 p.m., on WNSB 91.1 FM, the soul of VA. And don't worry if you are not in the Hampton Roads area and you can't find us on your radio dial. Look, just, just download the app. It's free. The WNSB app is free so you can listen live from there. All right. Until next time, y'all, I'm going to get out of here. Peace. <laughs>